pretty. Unless you're talking about the bridge and seaport, even from the seats in the upper decks, you can see the seashore. Tailgate function with the cornea side. Just walk from the tribal building for the Padres. I'm on it. Yeah, because for the 619, we'll knock you down. Anything for the brown, put it on the town. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knocking them down. Baby says you want to go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 284 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden here. The National League MVP award has been announced, and Manny Machado did not win. Paul Goldschmidt won the award. Manny Machado finished in second place, and Nolan Arenado, he finished in third place. If we're voting about the most outstanding player, the voters got it right. Paul Goldschmidt was the most outstanding National League player this year. But that's not what it, we're supposed to be voting for here. It's the National League most valuable player. MVP, not MOP, MVP. And for that, I think the writers got it wrong. Um, Manny Machado, let's just compare. Manny, Goldie, Arenado, they got it right with Manny finishing over Arenado. I'm glad that happened, at least. Uh, Manny led Goldschmidt and Arenado, those three, among the three, led in Fangraph's war, 7.4. Uh, but, you know, most, most outstanding player, okay, Goldschmidt led the three in average at 317. Manny's was 298. Goldschmidt's on base percentage was 404. Manny's was 366. Goldschmidt's slugging was 578. Manny's was 531. Goldie's RBIs, 115. Manny's had 102. Home runs, 35. Manny had 32. 106. Runs scored for Goldschmidt. Manny had 100. OPS, 981. Manny had an 898 OPS. OPS plus. Goldschmidt had 180. And Manny's OPS plus was 159. So, yeah. Goldschmidt. He won pretty much in every offensive category over Manny Machado. So, yeah, most outstanding player, it's, it's Goldschmidt. I understand that. But this is the MVP. It says most valuable player. That's what MVP stands for. And when you look at the most valuable player in the National League this year, it was Manny Machado. It was not Paul Goldschmidt. If you take Paul Goldschmidt off of the St. Louis Cardinals, and you put a replacement-level player in there, and you still have Arenado on the team, you still have Pujols, all those guys, the Cardinals could still make the playoffs. If you took Manny Machado off of the San Diego Padres this year, they would not have made the postseason. I do not see how they would have made the postseason if Manny Machado was replaced with, like, Eggy Rosario or something like that at third base. Wouldn't have happened. Even with all the talent. Here's the thing. Paul Goldschmidt, he played with an NL MVP finalist. Manny Machado's NL MVP finalist let him down the entire year. Started hurt with bike accidents. And then he gets suspended with the ringworm, the PEDs, right? Let's, that MVP finalist that Manny was supposed to have, he didn't play a single game in the 2022 season. What's most valuable? The guy that only missed nine games 
and drove to Los Angeles so he could be in the lineup and not miss more time during the season after it looked like shattering his ankle when most guys would be out a few weeks. He knew he had to be in the lineup to help his team win to get into the postseason. Remember, Manny hit over 30 home runs, OPS plus of 159, led the National League in Fangraphs war this year. He did that, and the Padres made the postseason. It took them till the last weekend of the regular season to get in. If they didn't have Manny Machado, they would not have made the postseason. They definitely wouldn't have gotten in to the postseason as not the last team, that's for sure. So, yeah, most outstanding player, Paul Goldschmidt. But that's not what this is. Sure, maybe it's voted as the most outstanding player, and it's based on who had the best stats and all that. But if it's the MVP, Manny Machado's the MVP. The writers got that wrong. Hank Aaron Award is awarded to the best offensive player in both leagues. Paul Goldschmidt won that. That's the award he should have won. He deserves that. Most outstanding offensive player in the National League. But the MVP, Manny Machado, in my mind, deserved that over Paul Goldschmidt. Give me your thoughts in the comments. Feel free. You can use that Super Chat button to support the channel. I appreciate everyone for tuning in here live on YouTube or on replay or on the podcast platforms. Um, just wanted to get that off of my chest here to start. We can go through the voters here. I do see a comment. Um, I see a comment from Christopher. It says, disappointing, but I hope this is more bulletin board material for Manny going into next season. I agree. Uh, I, I think even if he... If even if he won the NL MVP this year, let's face it, he would have still worked his butt off this offseason because they didn't win the World Series, right? This guy's never won a World Series before. What he is trying to do, what he's motivated by, is winning a World Series. I don't think he's motiv motivated by, let me go get the NL MVP. Like, if he, help his if he helps his team win, he will put himself in position to get the NL MVP, right? So I agree, it could be more bulletin board material, but Manny's still going to work his ass off anyway. Um, we can go through. Let's go through. So here's how it ended up. Let me pull up the voting here. So Paul Goldschmidt, he finished in first. He got 22 first-place votes, got eight second-place votes. 380 total votes or points, however they say, however you attribute that. Uh, Manny Machado, he finished second, obviously. Seven first place votes, 13 second place votes, seven third place votes. He finished with 291 points. Nolan Arenado, third place, one first place vote, two second place votes, 15 third place votes. He finished with 232 total points. So Manny easily finished in second over Arenado. I'm glad, right? Arenado took home the Silver Slugger this year. He took home the Gold Glove, which is weird. You take home the Silver Slugger, you take home the Gold Glove, but then you don't finish in front of Manny for the MVP. Makes you think maybe the voters got the uh, Silver Slugger wrong. Uh, Freddie Freeman finished in fourth. No first place votes, six second place, six third place votes, 220 total points. Mookie Betts, 
finished in fifth place, no first place, no second place, but one third place vote for Mookie, 154 points. Uh, so again, Goldschmidt first, Manny second, Arenado third, Freeman fourth, and Mookie Betts finished fifth. Interesting. So you had two Cardinals there in the top five. You had two Dodgers, one Padre. I think that kind of explains it, who should actually be the MVP. But maybe that's just me and all the thousands of Padres fans. Yeah, I'm biased, but I think I'm being reasonable in my explanation for this, right? At least that's what I think. Um, let me know if I'm not being reasonable. I, I think I am. Uh, okay, so here is how the voting breakdown, like who voted for who? You, it looks like voters, they had to vote for first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth place on this. I don't need to go through all ten, uh, all, all ten places for each writer, but I'll just go through each writer, who they voted for first and second place, or who, where they voted for Manny if they didn't vote for him for second place. There's some voters that didn't put Manny as second. There's some voters that didn't put Manny as a top three guy. I'm just scrolling through here. Let's see. Where is the late, the la, or the, uh, the worst place that Manny finished among any writer's ballot? Looks like fourth place. No, fifth place with one guy. Sorry, I'm just scrolling. There's small names here, so I'm just scrolling. So, one guy voted Manny Machado as the sixth NL MVP guy. Like, sixth place for the NL MVP. Or was it fifth? Was it fifth? This is really small. Looks like it was fifth. My bad. So fifth. And that guy that voted Manny Machado fifth is Rick Hummel of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. So a St. Louis guy voting Manny for fifth. That seems like it's bias. Like, I don't want to give Manny any respect. I'm going to go with Manny Machado as fifth. Wow. All right. Okay, so... Here, let me zoom in here real quick. Okay. Sorry about the mic there. I just had to scroll in. So, Charles Odom, AP, had Manny Machado finish fourth, Goldschmidt first. He had Freeman, Arenado in front. David O'Brien of The Athletic, he covers the Braves, had Goldschmidt first, Freeman second, Machado third. Nick Piacoro of the Arizona Republic covers the Diamondbacks, had Machado second. Bob Nightingale, USA Today, had Manny Machado finish second. Matty Lee uh, covers, it looks like, the Cubs, had Machado finish second. Jordan Bastain, MLB.com, covers the Cubs. Machado finished second. C. Trent Rosecrans covers the Reds, had Machado finish second. Bobby Nightingale covers the Reds, had Machado finish third. Patrick Saunders, Denver Post, Colorado, he covers them, had Machado finish second. 
Tracy Ringlesby inside the seams.com of Colorado had Machado finish fourth. Fabian Ardera covers the Dodgers, had Machado finish second. Bill Plunkett covers the Dodgers, had Machado finish third. Daniel Alvarez covers the Marlins, had Machado finish first. Jordan McPherson covers the Marlins from the Miami Herald, had Machado finish first. So congratulations to them on getting the MVP wrote, the vote right. Uh, Adam McAlvey, MLB.com of Milwaukee, had Machado finish third. Todd Rosiak covers the Brewers, had Machado finish third. Anthony DeComo had the had Machado finish second, covers the Mets. Tim Healy covers the Mets, had Machado finish second. Todd Zalecki, MLB.com, voted Manny as the MVP. Scott Lobber, Philadelphia Inquirer, had Machado finish second. Kevin Gorman covers the Pirates, had Machado finish first. Mike Pursek covers the Pirates, had Machado finish third. Uh, Dennis Lynn, congratulations to Dennis Lynn and Kevin Acey. They both had Manny as the MVP, so there's no need to go at them on Twitter and get all pissed off at them. They got that right. Paul Goldschmidt finished first for John Shea, covers the uh, Giants, had Machado finish second. Alex Pavlovich covers the Giants for NBC Sports Bay Area, had Machado finish first. Derek Gold, St. Louis Post-Dispatch, Machado finished second. Uh, obviously, that's Goldschmidt bias there. Rick Hummel, like I, I can't get too mad at the St. Louis guys to have Goldschmidt finish first, but like Rick Hummel, St. Louis Post Dispatch had Machado finish fifth. How do you have Manny Machado finish fifth in the NL MVP race when he led the National League in FanGraphs WAR? Like that makes he had Pete Alonso finish second. He had Trey Turner finish in front of Manny Machado when he had a dream team lineup. Mark Zuckerman, Masson Sports, covers the Nationals, had Machado finish third. And then Ken Rosenthal, the Athletic, Athletic, what's that? The Athletic had Machado finish first. So that, I just wanted to go through everyone who voted. You know where they voted Machado. So, you know, Rick Hummel, that's probably the main guy. That's my main target, having Machado finish fifth. Come on. It looks like he was the lowest on Machado in these rankings. Again, there's first through 10, all these names, like Romuto's on here, Lindor, Jeff McNeil, Dansby Swanson, Michael Harris is on someone's. But I just wanted to go where Machado finished. Fifth was the worst. Which is pretty good for how many writers probably don't like Machado, right? So... My thoughts on this, most outstanding player, okay, Paul Goldschmidt, but that's not what this award is. It's the MVP. Let's just rename the award to the MOP award, the MOP, the most outstanding player, because then we know what the criteria is, the best stats. But the MVP, there's some people that will vote for the actual MVP, and there's some people that are going to vote for the most outstanding player. And it's just, it sucks. Um, we should have a regular criteria. Everyone should know what the award, why they're, or who they're voting for. They should know. Or just don't have anyone vote. If you're going to make it the most outstanding player, just go look at all the stats. You know? All right, let's get some more thoughts here from the chat. Uh, but first, 
This episode is sponsored by Gaglione Bros Famous Cheese Steaks and Garlic Fries. Their main location is on Friars Road, and you can visit gaglionebros.com for their menu and contact information. You can also enjoy their cheese steaks and fries at Petco Park and inside Snapdragon Stadium. All right, so B-Town KJ in the comments here says, can't agree more, no one more valuable to their team than Manny. I mean, that's the case that I'm trying to make here. Like, the Padres would not have made the postseason if Manny Machado was not a Padre. The Padres might have not have made a, the postseason if he, instead of coming back in nine games, or missing only nine games, what if he came back after three weeks or something like that, after messing up, you know, fracturing or whatever it was, spraining his ankle? It was a bad sprain, too. Like, what if he didn't spend, like, 14 hours a day rehabbing the ankle so he could be back in time? Maybe the Padres missed the postseason, right? But he didn't because he knew how valuable he was to the Padres team and to their success. I know the postseason doesn't matter, but... Guess who performed well in the postseason? Guess who homered in every round in the postseason? Guess who hit two bombs in the NLCS against the Phillies? Manny did. Guess who was out in the first round? Goldschmidt and Arenado. Uh, guess who made an error in game one of that NL wildcard series that turned the tide and helped the Phillies? Arenado did. So you can go take those 10 straight gold gloves or whatever it was. I'm glad that Manny finished ahead of Arenado, that's for sure. In the MVP. Michael says, even after the time comes where the Padres win the World Series, the baseball reporters will frame it not as a Padres victory, but as the other team's loss. Yeah. I mean, when they beat the Dodgers, that's what the national media was. It was like, oh, the Dodgers lost. Oh, my goodness. It didn't feel like they were giving the Padres a ton of credit, right? And I understand with the Dodgers, but like next year, if they go beat someone, you got to be giving the Padres the credit. Same thing with the Mets, right? It was about, oh, the Mets, Steve Cohen spending all this money, DeGrom's a free agent, did he pitch his last game as a Met? Like during the game, it was not focusing a whole lot on the Padres. Uh, L2 says Goldschmidt winning was about the baseball writers covering their asses. They, they knew he wasn't the real MVP, but they blew off Manny because Paul was runner-up twice. I don't know if they voted for him like knowing he was a runner-up twice. Like I don't think that's why. I think they voted for Goldschmidt because they, these writers think that they're voting for the most outstanding player, the guy with the most outstanding stats. When... The award says the it's the MVP. This isn't the Hanko Aaron Award. If you're voting for a pitcher, it's not the Cy Young. That's what the Cy Young's for. The hitting, that's what the Hank Aaron Award's for. Value, this is a totally different thing. And I think a lot of writers, they don't look at it that way. They look at it as the most outstanding player. Dylan says, if you take away Goldschmidt, Arenado is there. If you take away Betts, Freeman is there. Yeah, totally agree. If you take away Manny, there is no MVP caliber player this year. I think he's referring to like on the Padres. Yeah, bunch of BS. Again, again, the Padres MVP caliber player, Fernando Tatis Jr., or the other one on the team, he didn't play a single game, and this team made the postseason. I know they had other talent, and the rotation stayed healthy and all that, but, I mean, 
it's just clear that Manny was the most valuable guy there. LT again says, ask me and the writers who vote should be told they have to explain why they vote the way they vote live during the broadcast. I mean, yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of writers probably ex try to exp like write articles and explain in writing why they voted for this guy. Um, I think, look, the guys that cover the team, AC and Lynn, the guys that see Manny play day in and day out, they knew who the real MVP was, and they voted for Manny, right? Um, the other guys that voted for Manny to win. Again, I want to give praise to them. Let's go down to everyone. Daniel Alvarez, give praise to him. Jordan McPherson, they both cover the Marlins. They gave praise, or they had Manny uh, win the MVP. So shout out to them. Kevin Gorman covers the Pirates for the Pittsburgh Tribune Review. Had Manny as the MVP. Alex Pavlovich of NBC Sports Bay Area covers the Giants. Had Manny as the MVP. So those guys that voted Manny as the MVP, they were probably voting as who is the most valuable player. But everyone else, they probably voted at who was the most outstanding player. I mean, that's really my thoughts on it. Like, I'm glad Manny finished in front of Arenado, but I believe he was the most valuable player. He wasn't the most outstanding player, you know, looking at stats, but I think he was the most valuable player. Uh, he definitely deserved second place, if not first, that's for sure. He had a better Fangraphs war than Arenado. He had a better average than Arenado, 298 compared to 293. Better on base percentage, 366 compared to 358. He had more home runs, 32 compared to 30. Scored more runs, 100 compared to 73. Had a higher OPS, 898 compared to 891. And he had a higher OPS plus compared to Arenado. 158, or Arenado, uh, 159 to 154. Sorry, did I say 158? Sorry. 159 to 154. Um, so, I mean, those are my main thoughts on it. If you want a Q&A on general Padres stuff, we can get into that now, but I just wanted to get all of those MP MVP thoughts off my chest. Um, Nick Martinez, he's coming back three years, 26 million at the earliest. I already discussed that yesterday. Uh, he's going to get club options, 16 mil for 2024, 16 mil for 2025. Uh, let's say he performs well as a starter. The Padres can use those to, to make sure he comes back. Um, if he doesn't perform well, then he can opt in and take the $8 million guaranteed for 24 and 25. We will see. But I'm excited that Nick is back. He is a fourth guy in that Padres rotation. And we'll see who A.J. Preller goes out to get to round out that rotation. I think they need at least another starter. And then maybe you go with a six-man or have a competition for that fifth spot with, you know, Jay Groom or something like that in spring training. Uh, Robert Suarez officially signed with the Padres today, got that contract done five years and opt out after 2025. So three years, uh, we will have him as a Padre. He's going to be the closer, you would think, 2024 and 2025. Hater's the closer for 2023. Uh, and you just get as much as you can out of Hater, and you don't expect to bring him back. And hopefully he, you know, 
has a parade with the Padres in November of next year, and it's totally okay that he walks away. Um, we'll see what the Padres can get out of Drew Pomerantz this year, and Luis Garcia's back, Tim Hill is back, Nick Martinez in the postseason, maybe he goes to the bullpen or at the end of the regular season. Who knows? Um, Tatis, hopefully he stays healthy when he comes back from the suspension and he's in the lineup. That'll add power to it. Hopefully the Padres can get a power-hitting first baseman. They will. There's a bunch of options. They will get one of them. Drury, Bell, uh, Abreu, Yuli Gurriel. There's other options, you know, trade options as well. Will they bring back Profar? Who knows? Um, 15 mil a year. I would not do that. I, I would love to see Mitch Hanniger as a Padre. I'd be open to seeing Trey Mancini as a Padre. Um, David Peralta's out there as well. So we will see. A lot of fascinating stuff going on. The AL MVP has not been announced yet, but if you're watching this on replay or listening to this on the podcast, I'll tell you who it is right now. It's Aaron Judge. I, I think that Otani will get MVP votes, but I'd be surprised if I'm wrong saying that Aaron Judge is the AL MVP. Um, so that's what I think right now. Uh, Dylan says, just now realizing that we have three runner-up MVP candidates, 2021 and 2022 seasons, coming back next year. Yeah. Yep, you're right. Manny and or Manny and... Tatis, right? Yeah. He hit 40-plus home runs in 2021. That'll be fun to watch. I agree. L2 says, the way to really get a real honest assessment of who should be the MVP is by letting the players vote, period. Writers are petty, and we need to stop acting like they aren't. I don't know, because players, are they the best guys to vote for this? Like, I'm sure they watch baseball and stuff, but when they go home at night, after a long day at the ballpark, the last thing they probably want to do is flip on a game and go watch Manny Machado or do that, you know. And when the season's over, teams that are eliminated and stuff, do players want to go look over, pour over the numbers? Or are they just going to vote for their teammates, right? So I don't know about letting players do that, but I understand your point about writers and stuff. Um, I mean, I don't know what they should do. Like, Change the name. If you want it to be the most outstanding player, then make it the mop, right? Don't make it the MVP. Um, I know it's always been the MVP, so they're not going to do that. But then the BBWAA, they should like put out, like vote for the most valuable player, who you think is the most valuable player. Don't, mo don't vote for the most outstanding player. Maybe that's what they should do. Um, I, I think... The petty part, you know, that you're talking about there, L2 in the comments. Yeah, that one, the Rick Hummel guy. I mean, I know it rhymes. He was kind of being a dick, having Manny fifth. You really think that there was four other guys that deserves the that deserve the MVP over Manny? Really? Goldschmidt won, okay. Pete Alonzo, two. Okay. Let me look up Pete Alonzo's numbers. I have not done the research on Alonzo. But yeah, this Rick Hummel guy makes no sense. I'm um, just... Okay. So, to be consistent, look. let me look up Pete Alonzo's fan graphs war this year. Uh, this year, his fan graphs war was 4. Manny Machado's was 7.4. 
All right. Let's go to batting average. His average was 271. Manny's was 298. On base percentage, his was 352. Manny's was 366. We go to slugging percentage. Alonso's was 518. Manny's was 531. Want to go to RBIs. Alonzo's was a hundred. He had 131. So he had more than Manny. Manny had 102, but he had guys in front of him, right? You got it. He did have a uh, hundred plus win regular season lineup there. Manny did not have that run scored. Let me see. Alonzo had 95. Manny had a hundred OPS. Let me look at the OPS on baseball reference. 869 for Alonzo, 898 for Manny. OPS plus 146 for Alonzo, 159 for Manny. How can you possibly say that Pete Alonzo deserves the MVP over Manny Machado? Rick Hummel. Doesn't make sense, Rick. Sorry, dude. Does not make sense. And then he has Arenado third, Turner fourth. I don't feel like going over Arenado and Turner's numbers compared to Manny. I already compared it to Arenado. Machado deserved second place. Over Arenado, I, I, I think he deserved first, obviously, but he deserved to be ranked ahead of Arenado. Uh, I don't feel like, I mean, we can go through Trey Turner, but like we know he had a dream team lineup around him, right? Manny did not have that. I'm not trying to disrespect, uh, definitely not disrespecting Jake Cronoworth and Hosmer, the start that he had, but then he fell off a cliff. Cronoworth did not start out too hot. Um, and you know, at times this year, right, you had Juan Soto slumping when he first got here around Manny. You had Josh Bell going one for 30 at one point. You had Brandon Drury out with concussions. Um, you had Matt Beatty in the lineup at some points, right? You had Nomar Mazzara in there. Remember the Trace Thompson thing? That didn't work out, right? So I don't know how else to say this. The most valuable player this year was Manny Machado. Um, I, I, that just boggles my mind that, Someone thought Manny was fifth. What are we doing? All right. Okay, Dylan, here's more of a Padre just general comment here. We can do that. I'm fine. We can do that. I'm fine with doing that. Uh, Dylan says, would you prefer a platoon situation at first or a proven power bat that can play every day at first? I mean, I'd rather probably have the proven power bat and they can – Kind of use the DH spot for Tatis and for other guys to get, you know, their uh, a, a half day off, essentially. You know, they like to do that with Manny sometimes when there is an off day after that. So kind of give him two days off, but get his bat in the lineup for that getaway game or whatever. Um, so I'd go with the proven power bat over a platoon. But I would not mind having Brandon Drury come back. Uh, and maybe even have, I wouldn't mind having Will come back, to be honest. And if you want to platoon that, uh, I'd be fine with Josh Bell coming back. I'd be fine with the options that are out there. Like whoever the Padres get, I'm probably not going to be pissed off that they're a Padre and they're the first baseman or, you know, they're going to rotate as the first baseman. They're getting Tatis back, who is a big power bat, right? If they get a power bat and left and they don't at first, I don't think that's the end of the world. Um, I think I, I got to see how this full roster comes out before I say, oh, dang, they missed out on a power bat at first. I'm not happy with how they did it first. Obviously, they haven't made that first base addition, but um, yeah, I don't think I'd be mad with 
whoever they get at first base. Yeah, obviously Hosmer. Yeah, Dylan says in the comments. Yeah, f that guy. Hosmer can screw off. Like wherever. Yeah, is he in Boston? Yeah, he's in Boston, right? He opted into those three that three years, like thirty nine mil or something left in his contract. That was the easiest opt in thing ever. Imagine if Hosmer opted out. How much would he have gotten? Like, I don't know. Would he have been sent to Japan? Would a Japan team sign him? Who would have gotten that guy? Kansas City would have brought him in again to be like a Albert Pujols, kind of like the Cardinals this past year. I don't know. Uh, all right. I think that's it. Episode 284, Talking Friars. Thank you so much for tuning in here live or on replay on YouTube, on the podcast platforms. I really do appreciate it. If you missed it, episode 283 was out this morning with John Schaefer, co-host of John and Jim, San Diego Sports 760. We talked about a lot of different things. We talked about Manny. If he had a chance of winning the MVP later today, obviously he didn't. Uh, John gave some of his thoughts on that. What the Padres should do this offseason, dream offseason scenarios, what the expectation should be for the Padres in 2023, where he prefers Fernando to play. It's kind of a dumb question because we don't know what the roster looks like, but asked him about that. So check that out on podcast platforms or here on YouTube. I appreciate that if you do, and I think you'll find it a good discussion. Um, that's it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great Thursday night, everyone, and I'll talk to you guys later. Go Padres.